This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you can feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. Trains are often going faster than you expect them to be, and they can't stop. Even if the engineer hits the brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. By that time, what used to be your car is just a crunched hunk of metal. And what used to be you, well, better not even think about that. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop even if it sees you. The result is disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, reacting to match day 36 in the Premier League. Now, after this weekend, there's just two match days left, of course, a 38-game season. And where we are right now, Robbie Earl, the three main races in the Premier League is still not decided yet. Of course, no. the relegation picture is not complete yet. We'll get into that a little later in the show. The race for the top four is crazy weird. We'll get into that as well in the middle part of the show. But of course, we have an amazing tight race, Robbie and we have two outstanding football teams uh, that have shown us they're outstanding over recent weeks and now, of course, a long period of time. Now, that's where we'll start, Robbie mm. Liverpool... Always expected to beat Huddersfield at Anfield. Um, And it was 5-0. And a 5-0 where really they still had another two or three gears to go to. 5-0 at a canter. Um, The first goal coming in around 15 seconds. The fastest ever goal uh, Liverpool has scored in the Premier League. Just got them off to the perfect start. Stopped the nerves. It's interesting that Jurgen Klopp after said he was a little concerned they scored so early and he wondered whether it would take a little bit of the drive away from the players because they might start to think this is easy but I think that's one of the most impressive things I can say about Liverpool Rob is that they mentally and in terms of kind of what I call Nick like your physicality yeah. your, your, your fitness you're on top of your game you're on top of your touch they're in such a good spot they right now. They, are. they, are. Um, they, as you say, they they dominated the game against. I mean, Huddersfield are not are not a great side. Let's be honest. But they're in such good nick. Couple of goals from Mane. Couple of goals goals from Salah does either of them any harm? Obviously, with with Premier League and Champions League to come. I just thought it was another reminder of how far this Liverpool team have come under Klopp. Yeah, I think, of course, we know it's Huddersfield, but 5-0 is a pretty good, like, you know, destruction of them. Um, and again, I think they could have played better. I think the, the outlining points here and the, the confirmation here is, is about the wide play of, of this club. Now, again, I've said this a few times before, that when you think about Henderson, Milner, Wijnaldum, maybe a few of those guys, um, 
you don't think of them being super creative. But when you've got fullbacks that are as good as Trent Alexander-Arnold and Adley Robertson and what they're doing um, in terms of creating and crossing and assisting mm. is stunning. And the wide players, we've talked about them all season long. I mean, yeah. we should keep going about it. Mo Salah, who now is back in great form, great confidence, and Sadio Mane again, a couple of goals each for those two. And I think I remember like a few weeks ago, Rob, we talked about this running and, and Liverpool weren't playing well. Remember yeah. we kind of talked yeah, about wound, it, yeah. Liverpool got to play well again. Well, they are playing well again. And everything, you said it in the start, everything's coming together in a tremendous fashion where defensively, brilliant, brilliantly strong again. Creatively, excellent from the outside positions. Midfield, there's so many options there. Naby Keita doing great for his goal. And those front players, even with the Firmino not starting, they still look great going forward. Absolutely. And, and it's funny, Rob, you're just talking. I think news is broken from over in England. It's the PFA Player of the Year awards. And these, these are a picture of four Liverpool players. So Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson, you say they're both full-backs who were in the Team of the Year. Yeah. There's Sadio Mane and then there's Virgil van Dijk, who obviously has won the PFA Player of the Year and he's having the awards. So... I think, you know, to get four players in that team, and there's an argument, maybe one or two more had an argument, Salah uh, and Wijnaldum particularly, I think people would make arguments. I know you, you were saying that at least they should be, be getting an honorary mention. But the development of Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson has been as impressive a rise as we've seen. I remember 12 months ago, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and I think we all saw the talent, the athleticism, but I remember a couple of big games, Rob. There was one at Old Trafford where he, he, he got caught out position um, and, and I think a goal might have come. And then I remember in a, in a, a big game against Manchester City, Leroy Sané got a big diagonal and he, he didn't judge it right and got in behind him and scored. And, and I think at that point, like, this question mark said he used to be a, 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 a winger and how's his defending going to be and is he going to be that top level? Within 12 months, he's answered all those questions. Andrew Robertson w was available from Hull City, Rob. I mean, every, every other Premier League club had the chance to look at him. Every yeah. other pr Premier League yeah. club had the chance to say, nobody did. Liverpool, with their scouting system and with their, their, their understanding and, and their knowledge, decided his profile fit Liverpool Football Club. And what a choice that has become. I mean, of course, what a choice. But also... They're... <laughs> They get full credit, but they couldn't, surely they couldn't have seen what a tremendous fullback he is becoming. I, yeah, are, we, are we slightly it, doing them down? Well, I'm just down? saying, Rob, I mean, to be, to be, I mean, he, to be, have an engine, like an, a crazy engine, first of all, to get up and down that mm. left side all the time, to have a brilliant left foot with the quality that he has, to be smart enough to get in the right positions defensively, brave enough to make the right tackles. I mean, it's But I'm assuming, stunning, Rob, when, like, nowadays, like nowadays when you're signing someone like Andrew Robertson, and it'd be great to, you know, maybe the next time we go to England, we'll try and speak to some of the scouts or whatever. I would have thought they, they've got a, a record of, of, of what he's running from Hull. You know, his, 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 mm. his entries into the last third with his crossings things. I would have thought there's a certain amount of science and data... But they, why are this? Why, so why yeah, wasn't he a target? Absolutely. Any, why, well, any others, other club others in the might League. not have seen what they saw. I mean, that, that's the credit. You know, why does N'Golo Kante turn up at Leicester and, and thing? Because you've got good scouts who understand what what's required and understand the profile of the player that's required for the football club. Mm. Andrew Robertson is it could be a, a great Liverpool fullback for the next five to ten years. Just look at Liverpool now, Rob. Mm. And of course, they got the job done brilliantly yeah. well. They're they're in tremendous, as you said, Nick earlier. Just let's look a little uh, look ahead a little bit here, Rob. Wednesday, Barcelona away. Yeah. 
And then a couple of days later, a couple of days of rest, they got Newcastle, Newcastle away, then yeah. Barcelona at home again, yeah. uh, and then Wolves at home. Yeah. Do we think, and let's put the Barca game to bed for a little bit. Like, yeah. In terms of those remaining games now for, um, for Liverpool, mm. I mean, they don't look like anything's going to get in their way in terms no. of winning every single no. game, certainly in the Premier League. No. Do you think that's, that's... Absolutely. People keep saying Rafa. Rafa doesn't play centre-forward for Newcastle and he's going to score a hat-trick. Rafa sets mm. a team up that will defend, not, but he can't defend the attacking speed options, combinations, intensity that Liverpool have, Rob. Even, even after a Wednesday night, Barcelona away, I'm sure they'll run me. themselves into yeah. the ground, yeah. and, they've and, got a little bit of travel, and then they've got to get themselves ready for Newcastle yeah. away. And then uh, he'll, he'll have to, uh, Jürgen Klopp has to have a look at things. Does he decide just to storage play a part? Does Origi play a part? Does he mm. slightly mix things up? Absolutely. I don't, I don't think there's a problem. I think we're trying to find a problem. Because it's rough. Well, no, no, I'm just, I'm just trying no, to be I'm realistic pe- about people are sort of dropping points maybe, in the league. Yeah, that, that, will, will they drop points to Newcastle? I don't see it. Based on what I'm seeing with my eyes from, from the team, Rob, yeah. I just don't see it. And also, by Oxlade the way, Chamberlain, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain yeah. is back. We saw Joe Gomez come into the Correct. game. Shakiri came on mm. and played the ball to Robertson for the last goal, Correct. a clever little reverse pass. So, the wherever you look... play, you Yeah, know. I mean, wherever you look now, mm. Fabinho... Uh, sorry, uh, Firmino... Is is gonna? I think it's gonna be fine. I yeah. think that was just precautionary that he didn't start this game. Milner could be. Lovren could be played. It's just so injuries wise. Mm. Lalana, that's it. There's mm. nothing. So it's a great way to be. Yeah. And I tell you what, we'll talk about. I mean, we've got plenty of podcasts between now and the end of the season. Yeah, but yeah. It, it continues that I am. I marvel at how good this team is and how good a job the manager's done. And and, and in terms of an all round team balance. They are brilliant right now. Absolutely stunning right now. They owe themselves, Rob, 97 points. Oh. That's what they owe themselves. They owe themselves yeah. to win the two games. And yeah. you know what? If that's the case, well done, Liverpool. Yeah, and, you, and, and then you never know yeah. what might happen. Mm. But have no regrets. Yeah, Keep absolutely. this going. And we know those remaining uh, Premier League games for sure. So then, of course, it went to Sunday. Turf Moor. Turf Moor Sunday. Mm. And... The toughest, really, I think most yeah. people um, thought. I certainly did. City's last three in the Premier League away to Burnley. Sean Dyche has got his team playing great. They're mm. in great form yep. since Christmas. They had 12 points, Robbio. Just real quick on them. 12 points in 19 games at Christmas. Yeah, the first 19, yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's half a season yeah. on yeah. 24 points. Absolutely. I mean, that's really mm. relegation form. So full marks to Sean Dyche. Yeah. And this was never going to be a comfortable game for Manchester City, and it didn't turn out to be. No, uh, for 45 minutes, Rob, it, it was... Um, Chris Wood had a great chance early in the game, about 20 minutes into the game, where um, t- turnover possession, things we talked about, maybe you can expose Man City when the ball changes hands. Chris Wood didn't take a good touch on the ball. If he, if he hadn't and scored that, could have been so different. Um, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a great spectacle in terms of football, which I think helps Burnley in the first half. And all of a sudden, at half-time, we're going in and we're saying, OK, we'll find out a little bit yeah, now. And, yeah. and Pep's body language was a, was a little bit serious. Nervous, a little bit fidgety. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I thought, OK. And there was a great shot one there on the, on the broadcast. We saw Pep almost just at the edge of the tunnel, just turned back to his players, and we don't know what he said, but it was almost like, OK... 45 minutes to show people we're, we're champions. They did it on Wednesday against Manchester yeah, United, Rob, where, where second half, I mean, United tired in the second mm-hmm. half, but City's football was yeah. brighter. It was quicker. Um, uh, and we saw it. I mean, there was a point towards the end of the first half where we kind of chatted like, we're thinking, this could be a draw, this. Mm, yeah. Because you just had a sense, and we've seen Man City before, even when they score a goal, 
almost feel like they sometimes need two to guarantee three points. And they got the goal. Mm. Of course, uh, Sergio Aguero with that kind of a, a weird bit of a weird goal. He strikes it, hits the belly or this, the midriff of, of Matt Lowton, who can't yeah. clear it in time. It goes over the over the uh, line by just under an inch. Um, so it's remarkably close. But but after that, I still thought they looked in control. Yeah, there was. I mean, Jesus came on for Sane. Sane was a little bit disappointing, Rob. Body language of him is not, not yeah, quite disappointing. right. Sane, uh, Jesus came on, on that side and, and brought a bit of life and energy. Ryan Sterling played a little bit higher, but a little bit closer. Yeah, um, played in, in field one. Where, yeah, which is, a bit, which which is, is again, a different. little bit strange. Yeah. Bernardo Silva played in the wider position, but... I think we're the same we've had for, you know, City's football finds a way. It finds you out in the end. And, and it, and it kind of did. It pinned Burnley back. They couldn't really break out. And then it was, a, it was a matter of, could they hang on in the last 10 minutes when Burnley started to go direct, put a few balls in the box and say, head, head it away? Let me just try and um, <clears throat> put, put some of our listeners, Rob, into the shoes of what it's like to play against a great side. Because we've mm-hmm. done that. Okay, with not this city team, but yeah. other great teams, United and, and just and just on the kind of grinding you down. Now, I'll tell you what happens in the first forty-five minutes of a game. For the most part, you're up for it, you're ready, you're feeling great, mm. and of course, a team like City are going to pop the ball around, and you have to work, and you chase around, and you look at your Correct. teammates, and you all do it. You track your runners, you mm. pass people on, you close down, you run back, you run forward. Now, the more the game goes on, right, you might feel good. And I felt mm. good. The strongest yeah. part of my game was my athletic ability. I could run all day. Mm-hmm. But my teammates around me couldn't. And the longer games went on against some of these great sides, I'm having to track more people's, other people's runners. Yeah. And, and as, as time goes on, the players aren't quite as naturally as fit or mentally haven't got the fortitude to make sure they do the right things throughout the game mean that they're just slacking off. They won't track a runner. They won't track a one-two. You know, they, they don't look and they, then positionally they don't yeah, get in the right games. spot. Mm. Now, all these things culminate in second half of games when some of the weaker sides, they just can't live with them anymore. Yeah. And City's football, they're asking questions all the time. It's all the time because they have so much possession and they nick it back off you straight away. So I'm not surprised that we're seeing some of these games where City in the second half come onto games and particularly at this point in the season where teams are tired mm. and more and more of them are like, I just, oh God, I can't, you know. And it gets, it does. It literally wears them down where the, the spaces are found and City find a way. And, and when you play those games, Robin, we, we, we have played against, you know, some, some great Arsenal teams, some great, great United, United teams, teams yeah. some, some, some Chelsea great, teams you know, as well. Chelsea, um, Arsenal, you know, they're great teams. You kind of, in the middle of the park, we play centre midfield and you're shouting to the winger, don't you let me down, you go and run. You're yeah. trying to keep everybody, right. it's almost like you're spinning the spinning all the plates. I, I wouldn't say the names right now, but I'm, I have them in my head right now. <laughs> and, and, and they don't, Rob. Yeah, eventually, they, if you're not on top of them. And the other thing that used to always get me in these situations was, and wherever you played, back in the old days, they'd usually have a big old clock somewhere in some of the stadiums. <laughs> yeah. I used to always look for 20 minutes. <sighs> Big breath. Oh, we've made twenty. We're we're okay in the game. Yeah. You'd, I'd look for forty just before half time. Then I'd be like, if it's nil nil, come on, let's get yeah. to half time. Then seventy minutes used to be my other spot. Did it? If I got to seventy, I used to think, right, we can hang in here. We've see, got to keep see going. that's got a long way to go for me. I, I'd want to see it later on the clock than that. <laughs> 70 minutes and I think like we can that's still a long way to go though. it is but I used to think if you can get to 70 minutes and keep those big teams down you kind of got a rhythm they've not got the reward sometimes they start getting a little bit frustrated and I used to think right well, we can get so, so mine was 80 minutes so if I asked because <laughs> not always a clock you start to ref how long ref, ref how long come on how long ref 
And if he said 10 minutes or less than 10 minutes, you're, you're I, good. I'm, I'm, I'm shouting to the guys, again. right, I can, I can grind yeah. this out. And I'd, we, and I'd say to the lads and stuff mm. like that. And it just gives you a little bit of a final boost. But I mean, that's, that's just yeah. a, a little insight into what it's like at this level, with this quality, with this pace, yeah. with this... What happens, Robin? Someone, I think somebody said, uh, Leon Osman said it actually, and I thought he, he was spot on. The, the very best teams, and it doesn't always look as visual, they wear you down yeah. physically and mentally. Somewhere yeah. along the line, you, you'll get somebody who will just not make the run or mentally just switch off, and usually that costs you. I thought, I just watched for mistakes in Man City's well game later, later in the match. There were no mistakes. They didn't give up a shot on target. Otamendi came into the game and John yeah. Stones came into the game, Robin, yeah, yeah. the second half, just to shore things up, mm -hmm. extra height there to head balls away. I thought Pep managed it really, really well. And with that victory, my friend, <clears throat> you can't see him messing up now, can no, you? I and there's can't. two games left, of Leicester course. City. Leicester City at home at on home. Monday. Now, that's, they've got more than a week's rest for that. Mm -hmm. Nothing else to focus on. Yep. Out of the Champions League to get everybody in tip-top condition for that Leicester at home, which will be, Robbie Earl, a, a footballing game with a little bit yeah. of space out there, won't it? And I think suits City. A footballing game, Manchester City win, Rob. Leicester were decent today against Arsenal. We talk about they're, they're Arsenal offer, and what they didn't threat. do. They'll offer, they'll a, offer threat. a threat with Jamie Vardy over the top, Tielemans mm. and, and Harvey Barnes and, and people. But there's another level, Rob. I'm also saying, I'm not, can uh, they at the back, Johnny Evans and, and Harry Maguire, can they handle the speed and movement uh, yeah. of the City, city team? Yeah. yeah. I'm not convinced. And then they've got Brighton Hove Urban away on the Sunday Championship Sunday, win, on May the 12th. Win, win, win. That is a win. So. I mean, it's it's we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. No. They might win 14 games, Rob, to to get to a point of 98 points, just I mean, too short of last season's yeah. amazing 100 points. Now, again, we're not there yet, and we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves. But you know, just when we thought they might drop something, they get the victory one nil. Absolutely, and and, and as we've said before. I said uh, on the broadcast, there's not a top six this season. These are top two. Yeah. Let, let's stop putting six teams into category because they're big names and they're the biggest clubs. These are top two, and there's four that chase them, Robbie Musto. And uh, the four that chase him are, are absolute miles away. Well, let's do it. Let's, we'll, let's talk about we'll, the top We'll talk yeah, about the, yeah. the, 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 those right. uh, after. We, we're going to get a quick break for, for our sponsors. We're going to have a word from our sponsors. We'll take a break, and then we'll get to it. We'll get to that race. Oh, I don't even know. It's that... that Slow race to the <laughs> top four up. right after this. Don't take a chance of being stranded. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and get your battery tested. It's free of charge and one of the many services available if your battery needs to be replaced. The professional parts people will help you find the exact battery for your car or truck. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Okay, Robbie Earl, so the race for the top four. Um, we alluded to it a little earlier there that none of the teams seem to want to take control of this. They're all spluttering along. They're all limping over the line a little bit. Now, the first team that we want to talk about, of course, we know have a huge Champions League final on Tuesday against Ajax at home. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium. They fell at home 1-0 mm. to West Ham United, Rob. Now, yeah. was it purely a matter of this team and squad are kind of exhausted? We know there's new additions, no new additions. Mm. Uh, Harry Kane was not in the game. Um, are they struggling just to keep 
really energetic on all fronts. I think that might be a bit too simplistic, Rob. I thought for the first half of the game, I thought they played reasonably well. They created good chances. Alderweireld, I thought, summed it up after the game, said, well, we, we would dominate possession, didn't take our chances. And when you don't in this league, and West Ham are made of sterner stuff now, got better quality on the counter-attack, you always run the, run the risk. I thought it was a day, and, and whether people have arguments, I know some people say uh, have been saying maybe Spurs look better, if not different, when, when um, Harry Kane doesn't play. There's more speed, more mobility, yeah. maybe running in behind. Yep. We missed Harry Kane's goals today, uh, the weekend. Yeah, I mean, Harry they, Kane, yeah. over the last three seasons, gets you one goal there, and that might be enough. Yeah, I mean, there was some good football between them. Deli Ali playing in the hole, and, and, and Lucas Moura and Son combining. Eriksen's prompting from the right side of a diamond. But there are five first-team players out injured. You know, one of them being Harry Kane. And I just thought in the second half, they ran out of steam a little bit, which you've seen before from them. And they run out of ideas a little bit. You know, we know that... What's that defeats they've got now? It's a crazy amount of losses 12. they've had. 12, 12 losses. losses. 12 losses. And, and then third position. Yeah, and most of those losses, Rob, it felt like this loss. Yeah. Where, like, Walls, they just wasn't it? couldn't... They were winning and then they yeah, lost in the second right. half. And... Where they just, what, run out of steam? They, they, they just... Yeah. They can't dig deep for certain matches, and that's just the Maybe way it's it just is. Workload. The Maybe it's, it's workload. Maybe it's workload. It is workload. It's based on these players, and and where Man City can put in Jesus for Sane and and De Bruyne and all these people, they just don't have that that, that same quality. I mean, Vincent Janssen was on the pitch. Robbie Musto. Yeah, I mean, I mean he finished with Janssen and uh, Fernando Llorente mm. up front. So mm. it, it's. Well, it, it goes to show how... How, how well they've done. They're on yeah. 70 points. And I still think, Rob, of, of the teams... I've said it before. For me, they're the third best team in, in, in terms of what they're doing with the resources and, and the results they're getting. And I still think that they're, they're, they're going to end up in, in one of those Champions League spots. I, I'm not as comfortable... I think they will, but I think it's going to be difficult because of the reasons the, we've the, just the said. Champ- and the they've got League. Champions League games coming up, Rob. They've yeah. got to get from, from Ajax, they've got to turn out for another league game. Mm. They got to, uh, And then they're Ajax again, and then it's away, and then they have another league game after that. So it, it, with the squad, with the injuries, with, with away Kane... Away at Bournemouth it is reasonably gentle, I would suggest. Uh, after, after Ajax at week, home. Ajax at yeah. home and, and, and Bournemouth away is not the worst place to go yeah. on Saturday. It's yeah. an early start, which might not help, but I, I think I, I prefer one of those. In I, I tell you what, I, you know, given this loss to West Ham, they'd be they'd be very happy how the other teams are doing in this race yeah. for the top yeah. four because they could They're be having a it, right panic up. Yeah. They could be having a right panic I mean, up. One about more win, and, 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 and that'll do yeah. them, won't it? Yeah, you know, they go and win at Bournemouth. Do we have a quick line on West Ham United? I think yeah. they deserve a, a line. They do. On. Well, what, the line that we should be saying on West Ham United is if they could sort things out. They won't won't be too what do you far. Mean, sort in, things out in terms of bring some more consistency to, to the game. Kind of West Ham, a good West Ham, Rob, are a, are a challenge for the best teams in the league. They lost to Manchester United recently. Felipe Anderson yeah. uh, goal disallowed, and, yeah, and you know, we're, we're probably the better team. Yep, they've they've gone to Spurs away, difficult uh, in in the new stadium, and won. We've seen signs of of good West Ham that can be very good. Unfortunately, there's still the the days when West Ham just don't look like they've turned up to me. And, and I don't know the reason why with that much quality now around, around that squad. So my, mm. when I'm at saying if they can sort things out, they can, I think it becomes a bit of a mentality thing with West Ham. If they can start taking each weekend as important, 
I sometimes get the sense with West Ham they they like playing they like playing big boys and, and showing maybe. how good they can be. M- maybe, um, and I agree that the inconsistency is is frustrating for the West Ham United fans. But mm. I keep looking back, Robert, last season, and how different they are now, and how good football they play that West Ham fans want to see. And there's no protests about ownership or managers or or players or stadiums and all this stuff. It's very different now. If I was a West Ham United fan right now, I think I've got an excellent manager, Mama Pellegrini. I think he's going to bring me the football that I want as a West Ham United fan. Yes, there's some shuffling of the pack to do when you've got Andy Carroll. I mean, Jack Wilsh is on his way back and and hopefully, Mm. touch wood, he's going to to have solved his ankle problems. But there's so many players there. They've had a lot of injuries as well. They've got a lot of people, haven't they? Well, they have loads, like a ton. Yamalenko, Carroll, Nazari, Creswell, Carlos Sanchez, Winston Mm. Reid. I mean... it goes on and on and on. So sort out Correct. that That's side of I'm things. Saying. And then you shuffle the squad. Maybe lean it up, make it a little bit more competitive. And and there's a decent team in there. They Rob. they can be the best of the rest. Yep. Next season. That's and that should be their aim. That should be. I would their say aim. Leicester City, I would say West Ham United, I would say I'd Everton. Say Everton. Everton. I think I those, mean, those I think Wolves remarkable. I'd be really surprised well. if they can be there again next season. Depending on what transfers coming in Raul out, we Jimenez, know how well he managed and people he, stay he, or he, not. He looks like he's signed now, isn't he? He's permanently signed, so that's mm. done. Jota's mm. in good form. But yeah, mm. uh, West Ham certainly have yeah. shown us that, you know, given the right kind of uh, summer, that they could be, be challenging for the best of the rest. Okay, so if we talk, if we talk Tottenham, we talk West Ham, we have to now talk Arsenal Football Club, Robbie Mustard. Oh. So Spurs messed up. Mm. And now Arsenal messed Arsenal up. Arsenal go to Leicester. And in the last three games, they've conceded three goals. 3-2 um, to Crystal Palace. I think it was 3-1 to Wolves. And now 3-0 lost to Leicester. Two wins in, I think, the last 12 away from home in the Premier League. <laughs> flaky. We've got to have a conversation. Flaky is not the word. I mean, this team can't think of any kind of success. If every time you go on the road, they don't, they don't turn up. Are we are we too harsh on Arsenal? Am I too ars- harsh on Arsenal? Why, it seems what are you that saying? for the well, it just seems for the for the six years that we've been doing the Premier League on NBC, mm. that Arsenal seem to be a team that that for me and for us, I guess that there's so much that looks wrong when mm. it shouldn't be. Now we're over the Wenger years, um, but an Arsenal team that plays at Leicester, that's four four two, it sits behind the ball. It possesses very little. It's looking to play on a counter-attack against the Leicester side that used to do that. And they won a title, to be fair to them, doing that. Now they're the footballing side. Mm. They're the creative team. They're the one that are playing intricate football through the lines and little through balls and sometimes going direct to Vardy and, and finding ways. I just thought, hang on a minute, who's in blue and who's in mm. red here? I, it's just... And I know that we've given credit and credit's due for, for uh, Unai Emery in certain situations yeah. to drag him in a situation yeah. Yeah. to get to the top four. And then you think, well, go on then, Arsenal. Spurs are faltering a little bit. Chelsea look at, at times in a bit of a mess. They have been. United, of course, we know about them as well. And yet this was such a... Was the manager, Rob, trying to say, we've been awful away from home. I'm going to put a team out there that's just going to sit two banks of four behind the ball and uh, let's try and so. grind out something well, if they uh, need to grind. I, th- I think you, and, and you also alluded to, or, or somebody alluded, I think alluded to, was actually was, was one of our, our directors or producers said, 
Is he is he deciding to go all in on the Europa League? Is is he not going for the game? And I, and I wasn't no. having. Do you know why I'm not having that? If you play Obama Aubameyang and Lacazette in one game as two front strikers, you're going to score goals. You're going to win the game. If you've got Mkhitaryan one side and Iwobi the other, you're expecting to have some ball and, and go and, and attack a team. I think Unai Emery is understanding his group more. I still like this guy. I still think there's a lot of good things about what he's done and what he's trying to do. I think it's going to take time. This needs a call. Yeah. This needs a call. It obviously. does. This needs a, a, a change. So we're looking in back in, in a year's time and going, wow, this is nothing like the side that, that played at Leicester and got beat 3-0. And, I, and, I, and, and I'm saying, good enough... There's a line. Good enough, yes or no, and you're one side of the line. And those that are maybes, that's a no. You're absolutely right. And you know what? We talk on this show, and we've done it all season, and we've done it for seasons upon seasons. Do you know what it comes down to, Robbie, or really, when teams... You know when you sort of say sometimes with teams, well, I don't understand Mm. them. One week they're great, next week they're not. It comes down to one thing and one thing only. There's not enough good players there. Right? And and some names think... And, 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 and we all think they're good players, okay? Henrik Mkhitaryan did great things for, for, for Dortmund in the Bundesliga. Mm. He's not a great player in the Premier League right now. Alex Awobi, I get he's young and, and, and he's shown flashes of quality, but he's not a good enough footballer for Arsenal to be challenging at the top. No. Granit Xhaka is another one, just not that good. Mm. Mustafi, Socrates, Kolasinac, fine, but not... Good enough for us to sit here and look at each other, Rob, and say, Arsenal, great side. Well, They're well, going to be in the top. They're going to challenge for the top. There's well, well, not the enough thing, good players at the football club. You make, it's, it's, it's a great point. And, and the thing is, Rob, where we've got to try and aim this argument, and, and Arsenal fans may agree or disagree, the standard we're talking is what Liverpool and Man City are doing. Because that's the standard now. It's not 70 points, 70-odd 70 points when you win you a title. 97 points this year might not win your title. The standard's gone higher. And so it, it, the, the Jackers and the, the Socrates and the Mustafis might have been okay or might be okay if, if you're not really bothered about top, four, top uh, two places and you're mm. thinking, we'll just try and find mm. a way into Champions League. But mm. if you're thinking about getting back to winning t- titles, getting back to challenging the top, then you've got... A call is the only way. Is the only way. It is the only way, and then of course, when you do that, you've got to have a recruitment department mm. that makes mm. good signings for the two, the top two teams, because it always comes down to players. players They've yeah. recruited the best over recent mm. seasons and years. It's as simple as that. They have. Spurs are there. They haven't. They've hardly done any recruitment. But they've done a bunch a while back and they developed their own players. They've got a load of good players. They're a good squad of, yeah. uh, of players. Chelsea, another team that have to. Not maybe as much coal, but they've got to they got to retool and get new mm-hmm. players. Liverpool and City have had brilliant recruitment over recent seasons, so they've got squads of very good players, very good players. No matter what you do, how fit you are, for the most part, they pr- pr- produce good results, performances, and results, and they end up at the top of the table. And it, it's kind of simplistic, but it comes down to that. And I always said that recruitment is the number one thing. And Liverpool City have got it right, and the others, apart from Spurs, because they've done none. You know, that's a different conversation. Yeah. I've not been as well. Man United is the biggest example. They're sat in sixth place right now. Um, and we'll get on to them, uh, actually, the next game. Yeah. I've spent almost a billion dollars <laughs> since Sir Alex Ferguson's left. And the recruitment hasn't been good. And there's been so much wasted. 
Absolutely, and um, there's no doubt attention to defence is the first oh. point of call for Unai Emery. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens in the summer. You know, Arsenal have got no more excuses about stadiums. and The money's coming in, the revenue's there, the, 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 the football club is set up. Ownership. Now it's about ownership, how ambitious are you, how much, do, you? Want how to much spend? do you want to spend yeah. and how much do you want to be taken seriously. Mm. You talked about it, it was, it was a big yeah. game at the weekend, the one that, that had the most riding on it in many respects, Chelsea. Uh, in Manchester United at uh, Old Trafford, a game where, you know, a win for Chelsea probably would have put Manchester United out of things. A win for United, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said before the game, was imperative if United are going to get to Champions League. It was a draw, Rob, so I'm not sure. I, I assume Chelsea would be happy in that. And from Man United's point of well, view... Positives. Start start with the positives of Manchester United. I, I First of all, the, the midfield of Matic, Herrera and Pogba. Mm. Might not be the best midfield in the Premier League, but I, th- I certainly think it's a lot better. It's, it's, it's their best. It's their, it's their best. best and I thought and they Herrera started the game really well. It's quite important to, to them, by yeah. the way, at the moment. And I just wonder, and we'll get to the second half, but they thought they started really yeah. well. Matter played in good. the hole. They went yeah. with Rashford and Lukaku up mm-hmm. front, which, which is absolutely fine. You yeah. like that. Those two forwards, I thought Lukaku looked bright early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, full, uh, the full backs of Luke Shaw and Ashley Young stayed at home for the most part a little bit more than normal. Um, Kind of started really well, and yeah. you thought, and we look at each other and like, this is more like mm. it. Where's this United been for for a little while? They get the goal, of course, for one matter. Really nice build up, lovely, lovely football. Play, Lukaku yeah. does a great job of chipping the ball over for Luke Shaw and pulls it back for one matter. At that point, there you think, well, go on then, you know, continue that. But they didn't, and again in the second half, run out of steam. Yeah. Well, we keep getting this, Rob. So, so let's you know, for a moment, let's just turn our attention to that. Are these players not fit enough? Because there's something I don't get, right? We, we we go to training grounds, we see we see all the equipment, we see 30 staff, we see monitors, we see everything you can need in a football training ground. There is no excuse to not be fit enough. Absolutely no, no well, excuse. Well, you made a good point on the show where I think I said, like, they just look like they're tired, like they're mm. running out. They did it against Man City. They started well, and you think, this is more like it. Then they just can't continue it. And I said, you know, you're just not fit enough. Mm. And you talked about, well, really? Are you sure what? about that? Not fit enough? I, and you I, talked about yeah. another reason why they're and, not and, continuing. And, and, and I, I, I talk from personal experience, Rob. And, and you've been there and, and people, whatever level of football you play, sometimes you run with us. Sometimes you've got to go inside yourself. And, and how big is your heart, first of all? How big is, is, is it to keep going up and down? And I'm going to wear you out. You're not going to run past me. Then secondly, I always just think, my gut. Some days I've, I would feel physically sick because, you know what, that was what I, I gave. I didn't have the skills of, of a, a Mesut Ozil, the passing range. The, 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 but what I would do is I could dig, dig as deep as anybody on a football pitch to get from one end to the other to make sure I was with... I look at some of these Manchester United players and I don't think they really dig deep. I, I think they because, go... Because they really don't want to. They don't or have they really don't know to... how to, or, or there's like a fear. Oh, that, 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 I don't really want to go to a pl- that place because they don't know that feeling. That, that's not a hunger. That's not a drive. That's not a desire. That's not. And, and to the point, Rob, where take fitness out of it for, for a minute. Take fitness out of this. And, and we talked about it a little bit off air. I was more disappointed in the last 15, 20 minutes of Manchester United where. Yeah. You're going for Champions League. I, this I, is I, it. I, I, this I is the it. game. I didn't get it. I mean, that's nothing to do with fitness. That's about how many of those players looked like they wanted 
It was uh, that, it, the whole thing yeah. was based on winning a game. It wasn't, to was get it? Champions League. There's nobody that watched that game on a TV or us yeah. watching it from the studio here that had the sense of. God, United yeah. are going for this. Desperate. Flipping desperate yeah, for this. They want it. They, they know they, they have to win this game. The, the draw is a brilliant result for Chelsea and not for Man mm. United with two games left. And I expected more desperation. Mm. I expected more from the, from the manager. Maybe I expected Martial to come on later instead of Scott McTominay, mm. though, though he's done well and he can get forward for midfield. I didn't get the sense of, 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 of desperation, of desire, of determination, Robbie Earl, to find comes, a way to and, win this game. And that game. Goes, comes through me. And the manager. And the manager. And the manager. And, and maybe, and, and, you know, I know Ollie keeps referring back to Sir Alex Ferguson. That's what he had, Rob. He would make those millionaire footballers dig deep, go to places where they had to drag things out. We've just run this, the, 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 um, the great documentary, you get a chance to see, The mm, um, Impossible Dream. dream. Mm. Look how many times they were out of games or shouldn't have been through or didn't. But you dig deep and you find a way. I get this group of players collectively don't really know how to dig deep. David De Gea, mm. okay, mm. has been Disgusting. magnificent has been magnificent for this football club. Yeah. Player of the year, I think, yeah. for at least the last three seasons, if not more, yeah. being the guy that's done his job exceptionally well for this club for a long, a long period of time. Yeah. He's in a bit of a funk at the moment. His form's not very good. No. And it, it, it's, it's a little painful for me to think how yeah. costly yeah. that error was, Robbie Hill. Yeah. Because a 1-0 victory, or 1-0, certainly that point, on, uh, on top... In control against Chelsea, Chelsea weren't looking particularly great. Gonzalo Higuain wasn't looking particularly dangerous. I think they could have seen that game off if it wasn't for that mistake. Is that being too harsh on a on a on a? I mean, they no, the fans no, love him, no. the manager loves not, him, Rob, his teammates he, love him. But I'm just thinking of the of the cost yeah. if they if, if they don't look now yeah. that they can get into the top four for finances for the for Champions League and for attracting new players and and trying to get this this Man United side climbing back in the right direction. It's not, and, and, and you have to be frank and we have to be honest and, and we, you know, we've, we've heralded this guy because he's been a brilliant uh, goalie in the league. He's the one player, part of Manchester United, we've always gone, well, at least that's sorted. They've got yeah. a world-class goalkeeper. You know, whenever we used to do this, the kind of pub talk of who would get in this team from Man United in there, to get De Gea gets in most teams and as the number season, one. How many se- oh. uh, saves last season oh. to keep United in, 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 in with the second. clean sheets and, and, and the, yeah. the great defensive record? So, but you have to measure him by those standards, Rob. And by those standards, he is nowhere near the goalkeeper now. Is it something going on behind the scenes? Is it his own mentality? Is it is he is he overthinking mm. things? You know, there, there was talk whether he should still be playing in in the first team. It's it's a problem for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, by the way. Because when you're that good and you're that high profile and you start making mistakes and it becomes a, oh no, he's making mistakes. It becomes Simon Mignolet at, at Liverpool. Yeah. You become Lois Carrier, where the media start, the opposition start, and all of a sudden there's an avalanche. Yeah, and of course, after this game, all the questions are about the goalkeeper. And I've got a Solskjaer, of course, is desperate to protect his goalkeeper. And he was asked afterwards about... Was he thinking about taking him out of the firing line? David De Gea was clapped off by a section of the United fans at halftime. Is that what everyone at Manchester United needs to do now? Get behind someone who's been a great player for the club? Of course. Uh, David's been uh, unbelievable for this club. And that just says everything about uh, the supporters. Because uh, we do support each other. There's no chance that anyone can, can blame him for 
losing many points for us. So he's been unbelievable. And today, yeah, he knows he could have uh, had that shot, but that's football again. Like you say, he's a top keeper, and you, I think you said on Friday about your trust in him. Yeah. Is it getting to the point, though, where the best thing for him could be to step out of the team and come back after the summer? I think David is one uh, that would like to, to play games, uh, and uh, of course I'll have chats with him this week, and uh, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll respond in the right way. And as you expect, Rob, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's supporting yeah. his, his goalkeeper, deflecting things a little bit, saying that he'll talk to him. And quite rightly, it's, it's another test for Ollie. It probably, probably won't part of the Manchester United job, Oli thought, well, I'm OK for goalkeepers. <laughs> I, I've got a bit of work to do in, in the defence and midfield. And all of a sudden, his goalie's throwing them in. I know. And when you look at the league table now, Rob, uh, Man United in sixth place on 65 mm. points. Arsenal ahead of them. They've all played 36 now, by the way. So two games left. One point ahead is Arsenal. Mm. And Chelsea are three points ahead with eight goals better in terms of the goal difference. Yeah. So really difficult from this point. Now, Seems we know like United's points, uh, yeah. last two games are Huddersfield away and Cardiff at home. Mm. Very, very, very winnable games. But it's going to be difficult. And it's going to be difficult because Chelsea got a point and it would have been so much different. The points would have been so much different looking at those two games for Manchester United. Yeah. Then we would have all thought that United are favourites to finish in the top four. But unfortunately for David De Gea, that error uh, and then United not being able to go on and score another goal. So it isn't just about David De Gea, Rob, is it? The the, the team didn't ask enough questions after that. It's more than De Gea. I mean, again, I talked about Pogba being sometimes the the attraction for everybody's criticism. It shouldn't just be De Gea because, by the way, they they ran out of ideas. They looked a bit flat. Do you know what, Robin? And, 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 and they do need to be in Champions League for so many reasons that you talked about the money, the profile, the attracting yeah. others. But in a way, they're not ready. Well, they might not be ready, but if it's Manchester United... Of course, they should be there. They should be it's, there. But, but, I mean, wow, they should be there. These teams who've gone in Europa League football and developed themselves and gone, and gone on, you know what? It might be time for Manchester United. Is it one of those? It might where, be time for is it Manchester one of those United, where, yeah. Or actually, yeah, it's you know. prob not that we needed, but it's going to make sure that this club looks at itself. Correct. Properly. Looks at itself correctly. Correct. Thinks about how Manchester correct. City and Liverpool have got to the very top. Absolutely. Structure, being on the Hasn't same page. Hasn't done Liverpool any arm, has it? Europa League for a little while and not quite been there and building it up Restructure. again. Restructure. Somebody with some joined up thinking, Robbie Musto. Yeah. Somebody with yeah. a strategy that gives this football club a chance to get back to where it is. And, and if being out of the Champions League for a year... Is, is part of that process. And then, it means getting rid of players correct. that you might not have been sure correct. about. You know they what, if we're in the Champions here. League yeah. we're going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. But it might be a, a real, another call. Mm. And I'm going to Solskjaer now, whether you agree or not, is the manager. Yep. The club have got to get, get behind him. It. They've got to find a director of football that's going to aid him and assist him in the transfer market and finding players and making sure they sign them. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. But I think it has come mm. where the United, Manchester United right now with these six seasons after Sir Alex Ferguson, nothing's really worked. It's time for an absolute rethink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Quick word on Chelsea because um, at times uh, I thought second half they, they were a little bit better. I thought Graham Lasseau uh, summed it up perfectly uh, at the end of the game. He said, "Well, Chelsea were playing without centre forward. Basically, I mean, yeah. we can't we can't not talk about Gonzalo Higuain. He when he did run run, he he basically ran offside more times than not and stopped the play." He, he, didn't, he hasn't got any change of pace to get away from people. So there's no threat in behind from Manchester United backline who can get tight and stay high and not have to worry that he's going in behind. 
Four Premier League goals uh, for him this season is not the return um, that they were looking for. Chelsea still have a major problem in the centre-forward slot. And we said that Mauricio Sarri, a couple of months ago now when the pressure was on, needed him to work mm. in January. Yeah. He needed yeah. this yeah. signing yeah. because it's obviously his guy from Correct. their time together at Napoli, needed Higuain to come here and do well, and he hasn't done well. No. Now, remarkably, because the other teams in that area have had a real nightmare period, they're still they're now still... favourites to finish in the top four. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they're favourites to, to nick that fourth spot, which uh, I think they've got Watford, haven't they, ne- next time up at, at home against Watford, uh, which is not an easy game, and obviously Watford... they got they got the um, Europa League, of course, with yeah. uh, Frankfurt, Frankfurt, a couple of yeah. legs, so Watford at home and mm. Leicester City away. Yeah, So, not done not and dusted easy, yet, Not easy for games sure. in the Premier League, no. Two teams who can play, and if they get their, their, their speed up, can give you problems. But you'd like to feel that, that Chelsea have got that, but Higuain is a worry, Rob. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I, I, <laughs> I mean, he he's not going to stay at the football club. No. It's still a problem. Can he get him the goals? Can he do enough to get him through to this Champions League spot? I mean, that's what it's about now. And then rethink the thing get, once we're there. Yeah, maybe he can. I mean, we checked with our researchers after about 70, I think it was 72 minutes. Yeah. I said, how many touches has uh, Higuain had? I think it was something like 23. And mm. it was the lowest of outfield players. So he is struggling to, to make himself... Difficult to to yeah, be a problem to defenders. He's not he's not effective at the moment. Doesn't have the athleticism and energy. Seems to be running offside. It, it looked a bit of a figure of frustration today. There was lots mm. of his arms are waving. The ball wasn't coming when he wanted. He was running offside. He, mm. it looked like it, it's starting to get to him a little bit. It's as Monsieur Sarri, if they do finish in that fourth spot. Yeah. Would you like to see him continue into next season? I would if he finishes fourth spot because I think he deserved the right, Rob. And I've said before, and I haven't got anything personally against Sarri, and I actually quite like part of the football that he plays in the possession. But you you think he's he's an odd match, don't you? I do. I I just don't think... Yeah, I I look at... And and I'll be truthful. Klopp's an easier match because of his personality in Pochettino. But I look at Brendan Rodgers going at Leicester City, and I think that feels a right fit. Pellegrini, you took at West Ham, developing the football and that. It feels a rightish fit. He doesn't feel a right fit to me at, at Chelsea. This is funny. You're talking like an English football snob. Don't snob me up. No, I'm not saying... I'm he not is saying different. He's... No, I'm not. He doesn't look as cool as fashionable no, as Pep Guardiola. He hasn't the, got the I'm million not, no. dollar smile that Jurgen Klopp or the personality. No, no, no. He no, hasn't I, got the looks of Mauricio Pochettino. As, he's as different. Pele, he's a bit Pe, weird. Has Pellegrini got that? He's got none of those things either. Yeah, but a lot of those guys are the fashionable no, this, managers. This guy's come he from looks Italy. scruffy. He looks like Ragas no, Rovers. I'm not. The least thing, because I, I snobbed you off a little while ago. The well, least I'm thing I'm. you back here. Yeah, double snob. I'll raise your snob. I'm not having to go about this. I'm talking about his football and his his relationship, he, the way he works, the way he is. In What's his wrong with Chelsea club? knocking the ball around and, and possessing Correct. and dominating and being defending no, with the with, ball with, and trying with, to find with way no through, pen- with no centre with no, forward? With no penetration. With no, centre forward. with no penetration. With no centre forward, based on the guy said, I'll bring, so, uh, I'll bring in, in Iguain, he'll yep. get me goals, and it's failed. It's failed, right. With no penetration. How many times have we watched Chelsea this year and gone... All this possession, but you're not. There's no penetration. I'm saying Chelsea. There's fans, a piece missing, the, Rob. The, yeah, there's a piece missing with it, and I agree with that. The penetration part is missing. Correct. But a lot of the other things are all right. Oh, they have oh, the ball. They don't de- defensively. 
they're not awful. They're, they've improved. I think the football, right, even the last few weeks, have improved with the penetration and some and some the better football. Let's not forget this is the same guy who asks the young goalkeeper to come off his football pitch, and the guy ends yeah. up having a tantrum. And, yeah, it's been and difficult. Up. It's difficult, and that's what I'm saying. He's, a, he's not a, he's not a natural fit to me for Chelsea football. Yeah, club. I just I just think he's different, and I don't. I'm think okay with different. He's I'm way a, different, isn't he? Hassan Hurtle's different. Hassan Hurtle's different. But I think Sari's more different. <laughs> When you say about not being a fit for Chelsea Football Club, I kind of, I kind of get it, but I think, well, so what? So what if he doesn't? If he looks a bit weird on the sideline, he's making his little notes and he does some weird stuff and he almost walks well, I mean, out of the stadium. Is different, uh, you know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not different. Isn't if you're saying different, you, you're not picking my mean up. I'm just saying he's, he's not a, a fashionable looking. Cool manager. Yeah, and I'm not worried about. Fa- is Rafa Benitez a fashionable, cool looking manager? No. He isn't, not, is but, but Sari yeah. is beyond that. So Sari looks. What about Unai, Unai Emery? Is it, yeah, is it a, a little good scruffy, example? but not as scruffy as Mauricio Sari. <laughs> Let's not go down this. Let's have a scruffy as <laughs> a league table here. Oh. Anyway, I just want to get that out there. Like, it, I think he's a little different. I think he, uh, and he's I controversial. Think, I think he'll do well. He makes if some it, stubborn ass uh, decisions. Get to the top but four. I don't mind him. Get yourself. He's earned the right to have yes, another season. Agreed. Without top four, I think he, he's history, agreed. and and somebody else comes into the football okay. club. Let's move it on because um, down at the bottom of the table, it, it's got a little bit interesting. One or two things sorted out. This weekend, so Southampton with a three-three draw with Bournemouth now makes Southampton safe. I remember you you were watching this game and you were saying it was brilliant like game. a brilliant game of football. Yeah. One minute that, that Southampton were in charge, the next yeah. minute they lost it. Bournemouth playing all kinds of football, breaking counter attacks. Then Southampton make some changes, change shape, get back into the game. I mean, by hook or by crook, yeah. Hassan Hurtle's got them safe. And I think that's huge for this football club because I, I, I like this guy. He's a bit odd. But I like it. Yeah, I, I, it is huge. And you could kind of see improvements. We we speak to Southampton mm-hmm. fans a lot and we see it on social media, etc. There's a sense that he was making them better. Mm. But I kept looking at the league table and I'm like, oh, blimey. Yeah. It doesn't they, show they, in they, the they, league, they, does they it? They didn't pull away from it. Yeah, but I yeah. think there was improvements. The fact, and I made, it, made the point, Ward Prowse scores a goal, Shane Long scores a goal, two players that weren't always consistent goal scorers, mm-hmm. but I heard himself... Ralph Hasenhurtl talking about working with individual players and how they can produce better numbers, more assists, mm. more goals. And I love that. I love that. Because I never got a lot of that in my career where a manager tries to sit down with me in, in, with a videotape room and say, I want to see this, I want to see that on the training ground. And it sounds like that's what he does. So mm. I'd love to see a manager improving players. It's right through the team. I think Hoiberg from in midfield, Ward Prowse I talked about. Yeah. Nathan Redmond is yeah. another one, Rob. Mm. That, that numbers, yeah. A, a different player's numbers are better. So it was a game that Southampton dominated. Eddie Howe made a tactical change. They dominated. Uh, Ralph, Ralph Hasenhurtl made another change. Matt Target came on. So their system was a little different. They dominated again. It was a brilliant game of football. But all said and done, that point, that 3-3 against um, South Coast rivals mm. Bournemouth is enough to keep them in the Premier League. And, I, and I'm happy. I yeah. did have them tipped to be relegated at the start of the season. Of course, different manager in charge right then. Uh, then, of course, with Mark Hughes. But the right change was yeah, made. And when he, when he stepped right into change. the club, to be fair to us, I think mm. we said, you know what? This guy, Got some, I think yeah, going to yeah, save got him. Something, uh, yeah. And he's done it. Yeah, absolutely. Well yeah. done to him and the Saints. And hopefully they can start looking upwards and not worrying about relegation fights it's been for the last few years. Team that are in the relegation fight, Cardiff, Rob. I was, I was watching this game, Fulham and Cardiff. I was really, really disappointed in Cardiff. Right. 
really disappointed. Having but tell saw me why, because I have my eyes on the other yeah, game. Yeah, so having, having watched them against Liverpool and, and lose 2-0 and, and put up a good fight, and I thought, OK, Liverpool would have been a bonus to have got something from for Cardiff last week. It was a Friday night game, wasn't it? They got beat 2-0. But I was thinking, OK, you've got, you got two games coming up, Fulham and Crystal Palace, before they go to Manchester United away on their last game of the season. So I'm saying, OK, yeah. all Here things being equal... We go to Fulham, we get three points, and we, we you know, worst case now we go to Crystal Palace, we take a point. We get four points, yep. that heaps of pressure back on Brighton, who are not in good form, can't score goals. They go to Craven Cottage, Robbie Musto, and they were as meek, as timid as, as I've seen them. I mean, I mean didn't lay that. a finger on Fulham. Ram Bobble scored, scored a great goal on, yep. on the 7th now, I mean, so a wonderful shot, a little bit of quality. That they stood out. And then for 10 minutes, Robbie Musto, Cardiff had a go. They had, a he- they had headers yeah, from Sean Morrison. The they they had uh, one off the ball from Junior Hoyler. They had Bobby Reid on the pitch. It was Rico versus the Cardiff team. For 10 minutes of throwing the kitchen sink at it, and they looked like they might get something from the game. But before that, honestly, Robbie, it was... So, so disappointing. Neil Warnock must have been inside furious with his group because the thing that's going to keep Cardiff up isn't their ability, isn't their goals, because the, the highest goal scorers, Camarasa, with five goals from midfield. It's their spirit. It's yeah. their hard to play against in yeah. going and, and having a go. Mm. And I've got to be honest, they really let themselves down to the point where they've still got a small chance yeah. With, with 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 two games to go, it yeah. still gives them a chance. But I'm telling you what, they didn't let themselves down. Well, it's, it, you're right. And, and Crystal Palace next mm-hmm. at home, then the final day, Man United away. Yeah. They're on 31 points right now. Yeah. If they win both of those games, difficult, yeah. but not impossible. Yeah, 37 They can get to 37 mm-hmm. points. Brighton and Hove Albion now are on 35 points yeah, after their 1-1 draw, one, draw yeah. against Newcastle United. And mm-hmm. Brighton, for their part, thankfully, try to play a game of football and attack in the second half. Yeah. And they get the goal. Um, and that makes it 1-1. So they are in control. But if Cardiff City mm. win both to get to 37, then Brighton have got to win one of the games. Yeah. They've got to win one of those games, Arsenal away and Man City home. Of course, a difficult part of that is Cardiff to win both games. And we don't think that's going to happen, no, do we? They, well, first of all, they've got to go to Sellers Park and, 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 and get three points against it's Palace. It's home, I think, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, home yeah. to Palace, yeah. And then, listen, Manchester yeah. United, we don't Who know knows? what's going to happen at Manchester yeah. United. We don't know. Yeah. I would, if Neil Warnock can be going to travelling to Old Trafford on May the 12th with a chance of still being in the league, they've done, they've done a good job and, and they'll be delighted. Yeah, so it's not, it's not done and dusted yet. No, still something, I think, to play on in, in yeah. all fronts. Which is great, by the yeah. way, into the last two weeks of the season. Top, top two, next four, best of the rest, relegation fight. Mm. Should we talk about teams that might, we're going to see next season? Let's talk about them. Let's talk about Norwich not, City. Not too much about them from what we've seen. It's yeah. tough to see all the games. Well, but Norwich yeah. City were, were there not too long ago, wasn't it? They lasted in the Premier League 2015-2016, finished 19th. Went down with Alex Neal. was a decent team and we thought, mm, there's, there's a basis of a team there. Yeah. Didn't do it first time around. Took, it's taken them a couple of years to get it right. But they yeah. have in the end in their back, Rob. And, and, and they've been probably the most consistent team in the league. Daniel Farker, mm. a pl- uh, manager that we're going to talk about a lot. Yeah. Uh, German manager. He was a former Borussia Dortmund, the second team manager, yeah. a little bit like David Wagner. David Wagner and, and Jan, Jan Sievert, who's mm. the current manager of mm. Huddersfield. Um, appointed in May 2017 at this football club. And what I've read and what I've heard has done a remarkable job. Yeah. He's 42 yeah. years of age. He's one of the younger guys. 
And, I, and, and it's a good story, isn't it? That somebody comes into the league yeah. and has an actual real impact. Uh, and I mean, they've been I mean, the best said team. that, Rob, there were stories. Norwich had a little sort of iffy spell at some point in the right. season. And there was all these rumours that, he, you know, he's one game away from the sack. Went on this, this great yeah, run. And early, just, right at the yeah. start, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he didn't have a great yeah. start. But it's always the case. And, and congratulations to him yes. back in. And we welcome them back to the Premier League next season. Sheffield United. Established 1889. Proper old club. We'll finish second in the championship. Sheffield, a city I know pretty well. There's two major football mm. clubs there, Sheffield United sure. and Sheffield Wednesday, who I finished my career with. My last year of my career at Sheffield Wednesday. Two brilliant football clubs. A brilliant footballing city. Uh, and, and it's going to be... I mean, They'll sell out every game. Uh, They're going to give us some, uh, some good right, times. Yeah. We'll, we'll see some good scenes, some good noise. They'll, they'll have one or two upsets and they'll be... Desperate to stay in the league. I mean, they were one of the originals, I think, back in the day, Robert, in, in the original Premier well, League. They have a top-flight title to their name, Robbie. 1897-1898 mm. season, Sheffield United. I think I remember that. Won it all. So, fair, fair play to them. And four FA Cups as well, by the way. Yes. 1899. Oh, so, they were pretty good around yeah. the 19th century there. 1902, 1915 and 1925 were the four FA Cups. So, that's Sheffield United and Norwich City that promoted to the Premier League. Of course, we'll find out mm. the final team, the third team promoted via the playoffs, uh, which right now looks very, very tight, Robbie. Yeah. Leeds United, West Bromwich Albion, Aston Villa... And then it looks pretty much like one of Derby County, obviously Frank Lampard, yeah. and Tony Pulis's Middlesbrough. Your old Middlesbrough, my old Middlesbrough, just on the edge of it. Yeah, and I, I still think Borough fans are disappointed, expected more with Tony Pulis's mm. experience. Derby County, crucially, have two games left, and Middlesbrough just have one game. Yeah. They are on the same point, so it really is in the hands of Frank Lampard's Derby County. Uh, but you never know. Maybe Mile Burrow will be back uh, in those playoffs uh, trying to get back into the Premier League. Now, just before... <laughs> yeah. Before we wrap this up. Before man. we wrap this up, uh, something happened at, uh, at yeah. Ellen Road. Yeah, it was part of the um, promotion race. It, yeah. it was Ellen Road. Leeds were place, facing Aston Villa in magnificent form under Dean Smith. So a big game at Ellen Road where Leeds desperately needed to win. Although they were trying to get a big goal difference down, you know, anything but a win in Sheffield United, we, we're going to be um, promoted. Interesting moment in the game, Robbie. Uh, Seventy-three minutes in the game. Um, Jonathan Coger, yeah. a Villa player, gets injured. Gets injured just over the halfway line. He yeah. goes down. All the Villa players go up, hands up in the air. The referee doesn't blow the whistle, so let's get that fair. But all the Villa players are like, yeah. saying to Leeds, who are in possession, yeah. put the ball out of play. Right. And the ball gets transferred to... Slowly. Slowly to the slowly left. Slowly transferred over to the left side to the left of Leeds' field. And then yeah. all the Villa players are over there pointing. And the, the player looks. His body's turned. Yeah. Everything it looks slows like right down. he's just going to play it out. We get the treatment. The player can have a look. And then the game will restart. Mm. But Robbie Musto... As he looked to play the ball out, or as we thought to play out, yeah. he actually played a forward pass it into did. an attacker. You can pick the story up from there, my friend. He did. So then, of course, at that point, when his body language looked like he was going to play the ball out, at least four uh, Villa players yeah, stopped. stopped. Mm. But Leeds didn't stop. They go for, they cross the ball, and Matus Klitsch mm. scores, scores for Leeds United, and a fight ensues. Yeah. Because Villa players are like, hang on a minute, we stopped. Yeah. Your you player looked like he was going yeah. to play the ball yeah. out. And it was like, don't watch the eyes. I'm going to mm. play it down the line. And they yeah. scored a goal. Now, fights, red cards, shenanigans, the John lot. Terry, 
Um, Marcelo Bielsa. Head to head. Yeah, or... mass, massive reaction after mm. this goal goes in. Now, at some point, Marcelo Bielsa decided, yeah. you know what, in the, in the, in, in the, in the, in the ream of sportsmanship. Yeah, and, and the, the order of fair play. Yeah. The, he shouted on to his, his players. Yeah. Let, let them, them take off. Let them score. He, sh- he shouted right. to his players, let them score, let them score. One or two players were sort of saying, like, are you sure? He, yeah. he pointed again, let them score. So yeah. Villa retake kicked the off. kickoff from the halfway line, ran down the middle of the pitch. With Leeds players doing nothing. Just standing. Apart from one funny centre-back who yeah, didn't who, seem who to want to make does, it happen. Yeah, doesn't really want to let them, uh, Aston Villa score, but they do. So Albus Adoma... Runs into the penalty box, boots into the back, and that let the goalkeeper lets it go in, and the game ends one-one. I think first of all, um, in terms of the result, in terms of the playoffs, mm. it didn't really mean a great no, deal in no, terms it, of no, like what no. the outcome was. It was a, a, a draw when it could have been a win. But that didn't have any any influence on Bielsa's decision. In fairness, so. did it? No, I, I don't, don't think, think so. it did. And that goes to to how we should finish this yeah. and say, well done. Yeah, well it, done. This is the same guy who was. Accused of really cheating when admitted he was supposed it. to be... Admitted yeah, he admitted it. spying on training, something he's done in Argentina for many yeah. years, and he learns the tactics and understands about the opposition, yeah. and he's surprised that other other managers don't do it. And that didn't go down well with all people in football. Some are suggesting right. that that's going over the line a little bit. Yeah. That's not quite what we do here in England. And to be fair, I mean, he's listened, he's yeah. reacted, he took, the, he took the stick for that. And this situation, he made the right call, Rob. Mm. Because, again, no rules were broken. You don't. You're not. You're not required no. to kick the ball out no, unless the referee blows his whistle. You're not required. You can play on. But the difference is when a player sp- practically stops. Yeah. And, and everybody thinks he's going to play the ball out, and he doesn't. Yeah. And they. That's not on. No, that's like deceit, isn't it? That, that's really like unsportsmanship. Bad. Yeah. Unsporting Hence behavior. Hence the fight. Yeah. That we saw, yeah. which is not great. And, and, I think, and by the way, just let me show that, that yeah. Bamford um, goes down as if he's been hit by one of the Villa players, Al Ghazi, who got a red card with, for that. And yeah. I'm sure that's going to be rescinded. I'm sure yeah. when the FA look at that, that, Bamford might find himself in a bit of trouble yeah. rather than the other way around. Yeah, but Bamford go, goes we, down and dives. We got the right awful. decision in the end, and you did. say Bielsa comes out of things well. Leeds, let's just quickly talk about Leeds in the playoffs. Worries me, and I'm sure worries every Leeds fan who might be listening to this podcast. Worries you because you thought they were going to make it automatically, and Leeds is just drama. They 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 want they've been leading the league at one time. They look like they, they might be the team to go up. Then you think you know that they'll be the team to go up behind Norwich. Their momentum's gone down. I think Leeds are will be a club disappointed to be in the in, yeah. in, in the in the uh, playoffs. I think if you look at Derby and Middlesbrough, they'll be delighted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people would love to see Leeds United in the Premier yeah. League because they yeah. are a, great a very, football. very big football club with football huge club. rivalries all over England, yeah. particularly with Manchester United. Um, big support, big history of a football club. We'll see. Aston Villa, Robbie Earl. Mm. Under my, my old mucker, Dean Smith, yeah. the manager I played with him at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, my old mucker. He, they're on great form right <laughs> now. John Terry's his assistant. Yeah. Um, they're in great form. They go into the playoffs with They'd the They'd be favourites. They'd probably be favourites, yeah, so. with, with the form and what they've got. And, and listen, it'd be great to see Aston Villa back. They're a great club. We'll sell out 40,000 people. Absolutely. If they come up. So, Robbie Musto. Yep. 
like Marcelo Bielsa, we always do the right thing. That's it from <laughs> us. But as ever, we want to hear from you, our listeners. So make sure you download the Two Robbies on Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show, and let us know what you think. So, on a weekend when Liverpool show their pedigree with plenty of goals, Manchester City show their pedigree with plenty of grit. And Aguero goal takes them back of the table with two games to go. And look out for our Euro potty this week, May the 2nd, when Spurs take on Ajax and Liverpool travel to Barcelona in the Champions League. And we'll see if Arsenal and Chelsea can get it done in the Europa League semi-finals. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good, good night. night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 